0: Jesus now turns his attention to the issue of divorce, having addressed first murder, then adultery. He hasn't changed the subject, though. Matthew 5, 31 and 32. It's been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. One thing is said leads to another and here we surely can see this. Dissatisfaction with our lot, read wife or husband, can lead to divorce. Jesus has some strong advice to mete out to the Pharisees who had reinterpreted the Mosaic law to suit themselves. So Jesus constantly says, you've heard it said, but I say to you. He's not changed the subject, he's just leading straight on from looking at a woman to lust after her, to committing the act, and then says, now let's talk about your ideas on divorce. Jesus knew that the main reason his hearers left their wives was because of lust, and they've made themselves a loophole in the law to climb through. But what he's doing is linking what he's been talking about. Do you remember the account of the woman caught in adultery? It actually involves the same audience. you find it in John 8. Three And the teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses he commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using the question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, "'Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her.' And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away, one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, "'Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you?' No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. There they go, beginning with the eldest. They are convicted and he's left alone with her. They were seeking to trap him into disagreeing with their interpretation of the law. If they saw another woman who was more attractive or they were dissatisfied with their wives, they washed their hands of them and married again with a clear conscience. He was talking to these leaders of the people and he took them back beyond what Moses said to the beginning where God created male and female, where in marriage they became one flesh. He was basing his view on the marriage covenant, not on the Mosaic law, but on creation itself. His hearers wanted to know where he stood. They wanted to be justified in their view and Jesus saw right through into their hearts. You teachers of the law, you whitewashed tombs. Lust, and where it starts, in the heart. Discontent with the wife of your youth. She's getting on a bit. If she were a car tire, we'd say she needed a retread. Jesus isn't saying, don't divorce. He's looking at why most divorces actually happen. The grass is greener. The lust of the eye comes into play. For a little while the eye eye and the hand get involved again, fulfilling what the heart is lasting after. Oh boy. Moses' certificate of divorce protected the woman. It gave her the right to marry again. She didn't have to, but she was free to. Pharisees were legalistic. Bringing it up to date, it is possible to work through relational problems without ending in divorce, provided abuse or cruelty is not involved. Could it be that like the Pharisees our hearts are hard? We're not yet perfected in love? I leave it with you.